Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Judges. We are going to finish chapter 8, and we are going to finish the story of the leadership of Gidon. Um, and Gidon, fresh from his victory over the Midianites and from his victory over the um, remnants of the Kedemites and so on, He's come back, comes back to his hometown, uh, victorious, uh, and and now the undisputed leader of the people. So Vayomru Ish Israel. So the people of Israel then said El Gidon to Gidon, Mishol Banu Gam Ata, why don't you rule over us? Until now, there was never a Moshel, there was never a ruler. All of the leaders until this point were called judges. So uh, they were trusted leaders, guides, whatever. But the people now want to ask Gidon to be a king. I want Gamata, you should be a king. Gam Bincha, also your son. Gam Ben Bincha. In other words, a hereditary monarchy. Let's establish it and you be the king. Why? Because you saved us from the Midianites. So here he is at the height of his popularity, at the height of his leadership, being offered the kingship. And here Gidon, remember the humble Gidon, the Gidon who didn't, he thought he was the lowliest of the lowly tribe. He was just uh, threshing grain, hiding away from the marauders. When, and the one who didn't have the confidence until, until, uh, to, to lead the people in war until God gave him signs, um, uh, you know, uh, to dem- to, uh, promised him that he would be victorious. So Gidon's humility shows by Omar Aliyam, Gidon, Gidon said to them in response, Lo emshol ani bochem, I will not be a ruler over you, Velo yimshol b'ni bochem, nor will my son be a ruler over you. Rather, Adonai yimshol bochem, God will be your ruler. Gidon understood that the ideal situation is not that the Jews, the Jewish people, the people of Israel should have a king, but rather, the ideal situation is that they should be loyal to God, and serve God, and only God should be their king. So Gidon then said to them, I do have a request to make of you. I would like to ask you something. Something that I want to ask you to do. So in response, so, so until this point, Gidon's actions are very admirable and very honorable. And until this point, we get the sense of Gidon's humility, Gidon's devotion to God. Um, But here, Gidon is about to make a mistake. And the comparison between here and the the, uh, sin of the golden calf is is very uh, stark. Many of the commentaries point this out, and I'm going to point it out as well, because when one understands the, the, the comparison, one can also get under, a, a sense of the mistake that Gidon made and the tragic um, result of that mistake. So when, when the people, we get the sense, when the people are asking Gidon to be a king, right, Gidon answers them, no, I don't want to be a king, but God is your king. Remember, this is in a time when kings made themselves into and were seen by the people as a deity, as some godly, uh, you know. I mean, obviously, the divine right of kings is something that lasted until pretty recent in human history. 
But they, they didn't want just the divine right of kings back then. It was then it was the uh, kings looked at made themselves out like deities. Gidon understood that the people were looking for a tangible representation of God on earth. Right? The people knew that God saved them from the Midianites. They, they were told this, this is how, when they went into battle, they, they understood that. But it wasn't enough for them to have faith in God. They wanted uh, some tangible image of God on this earth. And they wanted to make Gidon that tangible image, to bring God down to them. Um, and this is similar to what happened. The people started looking at Moshe, Moses as that tangible representation of God on earth. But when Moshe was gone, when they didn't have that representation, they looked for something else and they made a golden calf. And this is the big mistake that God wants us to know. And this is uh, throughout the Torah, throughout Tanakh, God tries to bang this into our heads over and over and over again. That there is no such thing as a tangible representation of God on earth. God is not tangible in any way, shape or form. Worshiping, serving God, and being loyal to God is, by that, by its very definition, is not seeking tangible signs and images of God. That is the first, the main thing in the in the in the Ten Commandments. Do not make images. I am not an image. God is something that we don't under, have. There's no a human being cannot have have an image of God in order to and now, Gideon is about to make this mistake. They don't want me, so he was very just, rightly, and properly declined to be the king. But then, he saw what the people wanted, so he said, I'll do something else instead. And here's where he makes this big mistake. And give to me each nezem shilolo. Each of you give me the rings, the, the golden rings that, that you received as booty from the wars that we just fought together and won. They were... Yishmaelim, they were Ishmaelites, and therefore they had golden, um, golden rings. Um, that means the the people that they had conquered um, were were Ishmaelites uh, from uh, presumably descendants of Ishmael. How exactly that works, the commentaries talk about that. But um, <clears throat> the point being that this was their custom. They had Nizmezov, they had uh, nose rings, golden or golden earrings, and. Um, and therefore, um, therefore, in the, when they uh, won the ar- when they won the battle, they took the earrings from the the people that they had killed. and they said, "Okay, we will give it certainly." Yes, they nitain is repetitively saying they 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 excitedly and and um, and happily gave those gold rings. And they spread out a cloth. And each person threw into the cloth. The the you know the, he put out a blanket, and everybody, all the soldiers, came up and threw their gold uh, rings that they had into this cloth. So they had a big pile of gold. And the weight of the golden um, earrings that he had requested of them, that he asked them for, was elef meos was one thousand seven hundred. Golden measures, um, uh, presumably uh, golden shekels. Levad min hasaharonim. This was aside from the other those decorations that were on the camels that we read about last time, which were on the king's camels that they took. Vahanitifot and the other nitifot, which is um, other uh, things that people wear that hang. Netef is to hang, so like uh, necklaces that are things that hang on necklaces, like 
like pendants that hang on necklaces around their neck. And the purple um, wool, the clothing made of purple dyed wool, which were being that were worn by the kings of Midian. And aside from the um, Anakos are the collars that were worn around their necks of the camels. So all of this, uh, all of this bounty, all of this booty that they had taken in war. Fayas also Gidon, and Gidon took all of this and made it into Le'ephod, into an Ephod. An Ephod is a, um, <coughs> is a, uh, 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 like a, a breastplate or, or an apron is probably the best translation. It's, and we, the term Ephod is, is famous because it shows up in the, uh, one of the garments that the high priest wears as an Ephod. Um, so why is Gidon making an Ephod if this is not the, ta- the tabernacle at the time? was in Shiloh, and it was in the um, uh, territory of Ephraim, and the high priest there already had an ephod. So why is he making this ephod? And, and, and he put it up in his town of Afra. And then what was his intent? It's not clear what his intent was, but it's some kind of commemoration, some kind of object that commemorates the victory that they made. The problem is, is obvious, and that and all of the people of Israel turned, and Vayiznu means they they went they 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 turned away from God there towards the ephod. They started worshiping the ephod, and it became an idol. and it became a trap, a bad trap for Gidon and for his entire family and household. So here we have, in other words, Gidon. This basically the verse is telling us that this turned Gidon into the, this was his failure. In other words, Gidon and his family then became the ones that established a new center for idol worship. So this mistake that Gidon made here, Mokesh um, um, uh, is a term used in the Torah, also referring to turning towards idol worship. So. Gidon could have taken the gold and donated it to the actual tabernacle of God, but he didn't. He could have simply left it where he left it and said, God is your king and that's it, worship God, and let everyone go home with their gold. But he ended up making this thing, which many understand that Gidon almost, remember Gidon had this little spat with Ephraim, the people of Ephraim where the Mishkan was, Maybe, uh, maybe he was trying to set up, he actually intended to set up another center of worship, which would make this mistake even worse. But regardless, this was clearly a mistake that Gidon made. The parallels between here and many of the similar words and language used here in the sin of the golden calf of the people happily uh, contributing to the cause and happily uh, worshiping this item, this, this, uh, this uh, object of gold, as a representation of God on this earth, and again making the, that big mistake which we are commanded not to make. Um, however, Gidon's military victory remained in place, and the people of Midian were subdued in front before the people of Israel, and they no longer were able to raise their heads, in other words, to to uh, be overlords over and make oppress the Israelites again. And for the 40 years that Gidon was the leader, the land was quiet.
Um, so it, we just, it's so disappointing because we watched Gidon grow into this confident leader and, uh, you know, and, and we still saw his humility of his unwillingness to be a king, but then he makes this mistake. It's just the way this is written is just extremely disappointing. Um, now, the um, uh, Gidon, having disappointed us now, um, the, uh, so here we have Gidon, who himself was still a hero, a great hero, did great things, saved the people, but made this mistake. But now that we have this Mokesh for Gidon and his household, now we're about to learn the story of Gidon's household um, and how it deteriorated and how bad it eventually got. Vayelach Yerubal ben Yoash and Yerubal, remember that is another name for Gidon himself, the son of Yoash, Vayesha Vibeso, he went and he lived in his own house where he all start where it all started. Gidon had seventy sons that were um that 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 uh that came from him, right? because he had many many wives so out of all these many wives he had 70 sons and there's no presumably a similar number of of girls as well so uh, he must have had many many wives and again we start to smell something similar to where we had King Solomon who also we're going to read his story later of course but um Many, many wives that led him astray. Here you have Gidon, many, many wives, and, it, and he started off very righteous and then goes, seems to be going astray as well. And he also had a concubine in addition to his wives who lived in Shechem. And she also had a son for Gidon. And he named him Avimelech. Now this name is very... Um, interesting because the word means my father is the king right so um here you had Gidon who originally gave up the kingship didn't want to take the kingship and now he names his son Avimelech so his son's going to walk around saying my father is the king every time he says his name and he has many wives acting like a king he sets up the aphod and which becomes an alternate center of worship so we really see uh uh, Gidon sinking here. Vayamos Gidon ben Yoash b'seva tova. Gidon, the son of Yoash, died when he was very old and, and, and after having lived a long life. Vayikaver bekever Yoash aviv, and he was buried in the same gravesite as his father Yoash b'afra, which was in Afra Aviha Ezri, who of the um, who was the uh, of the Avi Ezri clan of Menasha, which we learned about them before. And it was when Gidon died. And the people of Israel went and they turned towards the Baalim, towards the Baal, um, which was again the dominant idol of the time. And they, um, they made, uh, for Baal, they, they, they made a covenant with Baal and made Baal their god. It seems that the aphod was kind of a middle step. This aphod, they were still presumably pretending to be worshiping God, and they were using the aphod as like a, a, a medium towards God, uh, you know, similar to what we find by the by the golden calf. But um, but 
But we know where that leads, and ultimately where that leads is to forgetting about God altogether and going back towards idol worship and back towards its corrupt and immoral ways. Israel and the people of Israel did no longer remember this Adonai Eloheim, the Lord their God. The one who was responsible for saving them from all of their enemies. And they did not do kindness. In other words, they did not do good. They did not stay faithful to the household, the family of Yerubal, who was Gidon. Like all of the good that he had done. He as a leader, and remember the people offered him to be their king and wanted their sons to be king after him, and their sons and so on. They abandoned Gidon. They abandoned Gidon's family. Um, and, and you get the sense that Gidon's family had become corrupted. They lost their leadership. And, uh, and the people didn't have any, any, um, any good um, uh, feeling towards them anymore. So here we have a very sad and very disappointing end to the life of a leader who had so much potential. Um, and we learned of a son named Avi Melech who is going to be the villain of the next chapter, uh, which is going to be a very sad chapter when we read chapter 9 of the story of Avi Melech and just how bad this family had sunk. Thank you so much for studying chapter 8 together with me. This completes chapter 8, and we will read the story of Avi Melech, the villain judge, the bad judge, in the next chapter. Chapter 9. Thank you so much.